Good morning, everyone. It's good to be here. Um, so I'm carrying on our new series that Joe started last week. I don't know if you were here for it. I wasn't because things weren't going well in our household. But I'm, I'm, I've heard it was great, and I will catch up with it as soon as I can. And it, watch it online yet when you get home this afternoon if you want more. Um, so it's a series called uh, God's Beautiful Church. That's us, you beautiful people. Look at your... I am, I am assuming you're smiling faces. <laughs> it's great to see you this morning. Um, so I'm going to continue the series this morning, um, and I get to talk about something that I'm passionate about, which is prayer. Um, so you might be thinking, you know, Steve's here again to basically tell us the blindingly obvious this morning, that prayer is good and that we should do it. Um, and you are right. <laughs> that is what I'm here to do. Yes, but I'm going um, to expand on that a little bit. Um, you'll be maybe glad to hear. Because, um, you know, um, sometimes things are good for us. Um, they're healthy, but it doesn't necessarily mean we always do them. Um, so, yeah, Chris, you can, you can nip on to my little gif here of, uh, yeah, this guy trying to do something that he knows is good for him, but it's not going so well for him. Um, this is how it can be sometimes for us with some of these things we call spiritual disciplines. Um, like prayer. Um, you, might f- you might have fallen off the treadmill a little bit, so hopefully this morning you can get back on again, um, like this guy who is trapped in an everlasting cycle of getting back on um, in this gif here. What a legend. Um, I apologize for the gifts. I just, I just like them. Um, thanks, Jess. Um, so yeah, making the right decision can sometimes be hard. Um, so hopefully this morning we'll all be... Uh, better place to make some good decisions in our lives um, and remind us uh, why prayer is awesome, um, this amazing thing that God's blessed us with as individuals and as a church. Um, so before I get properly cracking, Chris, if you could move on, I'm going to abuse my position somewhat further um, and advertise uh, a, a prayer weekend that we've got coming up in uh, two weeks' time. So here we go on the screen, some information for you. So from the 18th to 20th of March, we're going to be praying uh, 24-2. Uh, basically, we're going to cover that whole weekend with an unbroken chain of prayer. Um, and you'll be able to sign up for slots, um, one-hour slots or longer, if you so desire, um, to basically pray from your house or wherever you might find yourselves. Um, and we're going to pray for loads of stuff. Obviously, we're going to pray for the ongoing situation in Ukraine. We're going to pray for the church. We're going to pray for God's people. Um, yeah, and we're just going to spend time with him, to be honest. Um, that's really, really the idea. So um, there'll be a link on, I'll put one on the Hope Family page so you can sign up later this afternoon if, if you want. Um, so we're going to do that, yeah, in a couple of weeks' time. So just have that in mind uh, this morning. Um, there's also going to be a virtual prayer room. So we're not having a physical room, but there's basically a Facebook group that's going to have lots of hopefully inspiring ideas to help you pray, to help your family pray, um, places you can put prophetic words so that everyone can add a hearty amen to your prayers so that we're, in that way we're doing it alone, but we're also doing it together as a church. Um, and if you move on, Chris, um, we're also going to put uh, do a couple of actual in-person worship and prayer times at the Hope Hub. So basically, if you're hungry for God, um, we're going to spend some time basically seeking him. We're going to worship him. We're going to pray however he leads us. If you're hungry, then come along on the 18th. The times are up there and the 20th. So we're basically bookending it with uh, worship and prayer in the hub. Um, if you're not hungry, then come along anyway, because I guarantee you'll leave hungry. Um, because as we spend time with God, I find the more I spend time with God, the more hungry I am to spend time with God. So if we do that, then I, I feel like it's going to be really significant for us as, uh, as a church. So, right, I can actually start now. Um, 
So, uh, what I'm going to talk about today is, is prayer, obviously. Um, I'm going to talk a little, about, a little bit about what I kind of, what I mean by prayer, I guess. Um, my experience of it, and then I'm going to chat a little bit about, uh, basically, God's calling on us as a church to pray. Um, and then, like Jan said, we're actually going to do a bit of praying at the end um, together as a church. So, what is prayer, and why is it important? What do we mean by ch- prayer? So, when I was growing up, um, basically, prayer for me was a battle. It was a battle to uh, stay awake, um, like this, this legend that you see on the screen here. Um, this, this is what prayer meetings were for me um, in my adolescent years, sitting usually in a warm sofa in a room surrounded by people, trying to stay awake for maybe half an hour or an hour. Um, my most heartfelt prayer was probably that the person next to me wouldn't say my prayer before it got round to me. I don't know if anyone else has <laughs> ever thought that in a prayer meeting. Leaving you with nothing to say. That's the, the oh, what a terrible situation that would be. Um, yeah, so that's what prayer was for me growing up. Fortunately, it's not what it is now. Um, God's kind of moved my heart a little bit, um, which is good. So, yeah, I guess I thought it was more of a tick list sort of thing. You know, you bring your list of stuff to God, um, and then when you're done, you're done. But generally, that'd leave me feeling a bit rubbish because, you know, it's a tick list thing for being a good Christian. But to be honest, I wasn't very good at it. I often did fall asleep um, and often just didn't go, to be honest with you. (laughs) Um, So, uh, a lot of you might be feeling that you're rubbish at prayer. Um, Well, Hopefully this morning you'll learn that you're not, and that if you feel like you are, then there's a chance for all of us. We're all on a journey. Um, so uh, a guy called Pete Gregg, who was kind of the, 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 the originator of 24-7 prayer, I guess, or well, the, the modern movement of 24-7 prayer anyway, uh, kind of defines prayer as this. He says, prayer is the articulation of friendship. It's not a religious obligation, but a, re- a relational invitation. So prayer is the articulation of friendship. It's not a religious obligation, but a relational invitation. So it's basically, as, as children of God, we get to commune with God on a daily basis. Um, we get to be in the presence of the creator of the heavens and the earth, the one who made us, the one who knows us, the one who redeemed us, who saved us, the one who came down as a man um, to experience life as we experience it, to die, to break that curtain in two so that we can now just be with God. This is what prayer is. It's a daily walk with him that we get to walk and talk with him like Adam and Eve did in the garden, um, which you know, basically it's the gospel, <laughs> which is great news for all of us. And it can feel a bit like mind-blowing, to be honest. It's incredible, almost to the point of being ridiculous, um, that we would get to commune with the creator of the heavens and the earth. I mean, I try and get your head around that. I mean, that's what we're doing, I suppose, as Christians, to try and get our heads around that. But ah, it's, it's incredible. It's a privilege. Um, and I guess, yeah, we've just got to do it, and we'll learn how to do it as we go. <laughs> Um, so, for me, prayer kind of, it starts with presence. Um, it starts with being with and talking to God. And occasionally, you know, we might move into asking for some stuff because he loves to give good gifts to his children um, and he loves to partner with us. Um, so, for me, uh, you know, true fruitfulness um, comes from abiding uh, in his presence. Um, it says in the Gospels that, you know, he is the vine we are the branches. If we abide in him, then we will bear much fruit. Um, we, we see stories in the Bible as well of like the disciples going and spending all night fishing um, 
trying really hard and catching absolutely nothing. Then Jesus turns up, gives them one instruction, and they catch more than their nets can physically hold. Um, so while we <laughs> pray, God kind of is able to bring true fruitfulness to our lives. Um, we don't want to get so busy doing stuff that we miss Jesus in the process, um, and we want to be partnering with him um, in all we do. Obviously, we spent the first month of this year kind of as a church talking about our vision for 2022, kind of basically what are we going to do, um, lots of doing stuff. Um, what we didn't say, perhaps because it's kind of a gimme, but we're going to pray. Um, so I'm going to say it this morning, add it onto the vision topics as well. We're going to pray this year because we want um, him to be our main focus. We want him to be number one, um, and we recognize that all fruitfulness comes from abiding in him. He says, not by my might, but by my spirit, um, says the Lord. Yeah. Um, so as part of this invitation to relationship, there's also an invitation to co-labor with him. Um, we're not just supposed to hang out. I mean, we are supposed to hang out, but he's got stuff for us to do and stuff for us to pray. It says in the Lord's Prayer, thy kingdom come and thy will be done. You know, we're actually supposed to pray these things. Um, otherwise, he wouldn't have put it in the prayer right there at the top in the beginning uh, of the prayer. Um, we're supposed to pray for his kingdom to come and for his will, be do- will to be done. Um, and in that way, we get to see his incredible solutions um, in all situations. So, um, prayer like I said at the beginning, it can be one of those things that's a bit of a, bit of a challenge to actually do. Um, sometimes, for me anyway, it seems like there's a bit of an invisible obstacle to creating that time to spend with him. There's always something seemingly better that I could be doing. Um, but, you know, what's my, what's my advice? Basically, just do it. <laughs> I'm trying to look for any better advice than that, but just do it. It's... it's uh, something we call a, a spiritual discipline, I guess. So we just kind of need to discipline ourselves. Like any relationship, it requires effort, effort to grow. Um, ask anyone who's been married for more than a few weeks, and they will tell you that a relationship requires a little bit of work. Um, and that is just the same with our relationship with God on, on our end. We need to put some, some effort in and carve out some time to spend with him. Um, a guy called Henry Nguyen um, has a good quote for us that's going to pop up on the screen. Um, which is about spiritual disciplines. Chris, there we go, is legend. (laughs) A spiritual discipline is an effort to make a space where God can act. So I'm not talking about getting all legalistic and religious this morning. What I'm talking about is um, actually putting an effort in, you know, trying to do something that creates a space where God can then invade and do something incredible, uh, making space for him to move. Um, if you're not convinced yet, we'll have a look at the, the life of Jesus. Um, it's always good to do that. Um, now, if anyone had an excuse not to have a disciplined prayer life, you would have thought it would be Jesus, right? So he's the son of God. He, for him, he could have said, for me to walk from here to there, that's prayer. For me to have dinner with you guys, that's prayer. For me to do anything, it's basically prayer because I'm the son of God. But more than like anyone else we see, really, he carves out times in his life Um, specific times to spend with his father in heaven. If we move on uh, again, Chris. um, So in Mark 1.35, just as one example of many, uh, it says, very early in the morning while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Um, So he created time to pray. And not just because he's a morning person. Actually, if you read slightly earlier, he was up late night, late the night before healing, healing the sick and casting out demons. So in essence, basically, Jesus was choosing prayer over sleep. 
um, which is probably the choice that most of us have to make um, and, and get to. Now, I'm not saying we shouldn't get a good night's sleep. That is obviously very, very important. But how good would it be if our hunger for spending time with God was greater than our hunger to even sleep itself, just like Jesus? Um, and his disciples, they even saw that this prayer life that he had was the key to his kind of effectiveness in his ministry. Um, and they asked him, Lord, teach us to pray. Um, we, we're not very good at it. Teach us to pray. And Jesus is kind and gracious as he is to us if we're feeling rubbish at prayer. And he, he didn't say, come on, guys. This was like lesson one. We learned this months ago. Uh, have you not got this yet? Come on, prayer. Um, but actually, he blessed them and gave them this beautiful prayer called the Lord's Prayer which we now pray, like millions of people pray around the world every day. He's kind and gracious and will help us learn to pray. I've um, got another quote from a bit of a legend up here. So Charles Spurgeon says that prayer is an art which only the Spirit can teach us. He is the giver of all prayer. Pray for prayer. Pray until you can pray. Um, so ba basically, that's what we do during these 24-7 prayer weeks. That's what we do and that's what we're going to be doing. We're going to be carving out time to spend with him and letting him come and meet with us. And that's our experience, actually, as a church when we've done these prayer weeks before, that people would sign up for one hour thinking, goodness me, how the heck am I going to pray for an hour? Um, and then they would find the time so incredible that they would sign up for two hours the next time or three hours the next time. Some crazy people would even sign up for whole nights, um, which might be going a step too far, in my opinion. But, you know, when we spend time with God, he actually meets us um, and teaches us these things. It's not something we can really do ourselves other than creating the space for him to come and do it. Um, so, yeah, we need both hunger for him and a bit of spiritual discipline. And I can tell you, when you sign up for that 2 till 4 a.m. slot um, and your alarm goes off at 1.30 in the morning, you're going to need more than a little bit of passion to get you out of bed. You need a bit of discipline. Um, that alarm goes off, you'll be waking up thinking, why on earth did I sign up for this slot from two till four in the morning? Cursing Steve under your breath, I imagine, saying, he tricked me. He tricked me into this. How did I end up here? But then when you get into that place of spending time with God, you get downstairs, say, put a bit of worship music on and actually stand in his presence. You know, we meet with him. He says, um, if we seek him with all of our hearts, we find him. And how, how do we know if we've sought him with all of our hearts? Well, I can tell you, if you're there at 3 a.m., you're getting pretty close. <laughs> and our experience is that we find him um, when we seek him with our hearts. Um, so, I was going to say a little bit about, I'm starting to run, run lowish on time. Um, but basically, if, if you're feeling rubbish at prayer, there's lots of different ways we can pray. Hopefully this prayer weekend will, will show you that, that there's different ways we can engage with it, whether you're an extrovert or an introvert, whether you like contemplative stuff or whether you like shouting out in tongues and stuff. It doesn't really matter how we pray. All that matters is that we do pray. God's created us all to be different. Um, and that's brilliant. Um, we just all need to find our own way of interacting and walking and talking with God. So, um, now, prayer as a church, um, prayer on our own obviously is brilliant, um, it's beautiful, it's what sustains us every day, um, time with him, but as we join together as a church, uniting in prayer, that's something really, really powerful, um, actually, like, just as like when we join together and worship, because our battle, battle is not against flesh and blood, we read, but it's against spiritual powers and authorities in the heavenly realms, so what, what we're doing when we unite in prayer is we're actually battling um, in the spiritual realm, which obviously has an 
impact in the, in the flesh. Um, so if we move on again, Chris, that would be great. Um, so it says in Matthew 18, uh, truly I say to you, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. And again, I say to you, if two of you agree on earth about anything they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For there where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am among them. So there's actually something different. It says it right there when two or more of us join together and agree on something. I mean, that's, again, that is just a mind-blowing thing. Whenever two, two, two or more of you agree on anything, they ask it will be done for them. I mean, there's another level of authority, basically, when we join together in prayer. Um, that's not to say he doesn't hear our prayers when we're alone, but these times when we're together are actually really significant for us um, as a church and as a nation. And I was... It's been great to see people joining in prayer over the last week. Obviously, it's a horrendous situation, which has been breaking my heart over in the Ukraine. Um, but it's been beautiful to see his church kind of activated to pray for something that we all care about and we're moved by. Um, I was probably feeling a little bit faithless, to be honest, for God moving in what seems kind of like a hopeless situation. Um, I came across this story that I posted on Hope Family, actually, earlier in the week. So I apologize if you've read it. But it's, um, if you move on again, Chris, it's the story of... Uh, Dunkirk, which I'm sure um, a lot of you have heard of. So basically in 1940, this was World War II, Hitler was marching through Europe. Um, the British army was stood with their backs to the sea, having been chased back, um, hemmed in on all sides. Um, our king at the time, George VI, was apparently a bit of a man of faith, and he called the nation to a national day of prayer. Um, and the nation responded. The UK actually responded and prayed um, in what was seemingly a hopeless situation for hundreds of thousands of British troops um, over, over in France. Um, and you see there that picture in the top left corner is actually a picture of Westminster Abbey where um, there were so many people turning up to pray that they couldn't actually fit inside the buildings. Um, this is what it looks like when an, a nation turns and prays for something. Um, what happened then um, even Winston Churchill called it a miracle. He called it the miracle of Dunkirk. Um, for three days, the Nazis inexplicably just stopped uh, moving forward. They just didn't do anything for three days, having just rushed through all of Europe. Um, and they just stood idle while the whole un evacuation unfolded. Then on the Tuesday, there was really bad weather, which stopped the, the Luftwaffe flying and bombing, bombing our guys uh, on the beaches. Um, and then on Wednesday, the storm died down and uh, let all those little boats across. And uh, like most of them were rescued, pretty much all of them were rescued and, and came back. And it was, uh, like I said, um, Winston Churchill declared it a miracle. Um, George VI was so assured that it was a miracle, an answer to the prayers of the nation, that he recognized um, the 9th of June that year, a national day of thanksgiving, um, because God had answered the prayers of his people. Um, how amazing that God would move and respond to the prayers of a nation. Um, and, I mean, it's, it's almost a bit too close for comfort, this, isn't it, really, this, this story. Um, I've been very moved, like I said, in the last week. Um, that was great this morning about God kind of giving us, lifting off the heaviness, because, to be honest, I've felt quite heavy <laughs> in the last uh, week and a half, felt a little bit hopeless. Um, but, yeah, there is hope, because... When people turn to God in prayer, he moves. And we're going to hear a couple of stories, uh, testimonies before we pray at the end of God actually moving in our current situation and in the current situation over in Ukraine. Um, and the last thing that, that encouraged me, and I, 
read this, this, this a couple of uh, verses in Mark. There's a story of uh, a dad who's got a son who um, is, is not well, who's basically demon-possessed and is getting thrown into the fire and is uh, foaming at the mouth and is, uh, like his dad is desperate and brings him to Jesus and says, if you can heal my son, uh, would you do it? And Jesus says, if I can heal your son. Um, and basically the, the dad says, I believe, I believe, but Lord, help me in my unbelief. Um, and that, that really touched me this week um, because then Jesus obviously heals his son, casts out the demon, um, so that's my prayer this morning for me, and that's my prayer this morning for us. God, would you come? Uh, we believe, we believe in you. God, we believe that you are able. We believe that you are mighty to save. We believe that you are sovereign. God, we believe that you work in all circumstances for good. And God, would you help us in our unbelief this morning? God, would you come and meet us, meet us in our unbelief, Father? Thank you, God, that you lift off that heaviness, that you give us a garment of praise instead of despair, Father, and that as we worship you and as we pray, that you are waging war in the heavenlies, God, that you move, that you are mighty to save. Yeah, so that's, that, that's, that's me, I think, this morning. Amen. <laughs>